The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Alright, one more. And <laughs> three, two, one. Oh, my first one was better, Oh my but... god. Who was that last one? Not me. I don't know. I that clapped when you I'm said way one. So it was bad. All right. Everyone's, everyone clap on one, not after one, on one. Okay, ready? Okay. Three, two, one. I that is heard. actually a better system. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> We're doing that from now I heard four distinct <laughs> claps, but as long as it sounds good to you, Jack. Right. I, don't, I don't know. You, you, I love you guys, but like the clap is like I don't know. It's just. It's amazing it's just to me that we've been gonna... doing this for a year and we have not perfected the clap. We don't have a better <laughs> system. It's just yeah, yeah. Jack just gets tired of yelling at us. He doesn't want to be mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna start the show because I'm gonna include this entire segment in the show. <laughs> Everyone needs to hear about my like incremental woes. <laughs> Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. I'm joined here today by Benjamin Haworth for a short period of time. How are you, Ben? <laughs> I'm doing well. A bit sleepy, but I'm doing all right. <laughs> sleepy, Ben. And I'm also yeah. joined here with Trevor Flynn. How are you, Trevor? Hi, everybody. I'm doing okay. I cleaned cool. up some black mold today, so I'm actually kind of tired. And, oh, uh, my God. Please don't black get mold. TV, Trevor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was about to say. What, what are you talking about? That's not a good TV. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, but you can get something. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, don't be, don't be worried about me, guys. The, I'm not an infant or elderly, so uh, I think I'm good. Hey, hey, Brittany Murphy me. apparently died from uh, black mold. So Holy shit. Well, ideas. I am going to take some vitamin oh, yeah. C, so good. I'm good. Do that. Good. <laughs> and apparently somebody who doesn't know how TV works, Sarah Becker. <laughs> how are you, Sarah? I think it should be a good thing that I don't know how TV TV works. <laughs> in, in a way, maybe we not. are privileged by society. This is true. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm also medicine. I've never, you know, I stopped doing science after, you know, like geology in college. That is no, the, we, the limit of. We my have a movie podcast, bit. Sarah. Pretty much, people know that we're liberal arts majors. True. It's pretty much built in <laughs> yeah. to the subtitle. <laughs> movie gang podcast run by liberal arts majors. They're embittered. <laughs> <laughs> We're a stereotype. This may be true. Yes. <laughs> and last, but certainly not least, I'm pretty sure Trevor is the least. Peter, you're oh, up. Wow. <laughs> what a dick. Oh, my God. Wow. Slay him. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not the least, Trevor. I love you. Mm-hmm. You know I love you. <laughs> yeah. My love counts for a lot, so don't worry. <laughs> Peter, introduce yourself. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I was just getting over that burn no i'm yeah hi everybody i'm doing i'm doing i'm doing all right i'm just a little t- I, i'm just do, i'm just doing a little tired because the because at least for me i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure other people who work in retail like have probably have felt it's like longer but the holiday season in retail has officially started and i am dog tired today was rough yeah everyone yeah. in the store at the exact same time because it's the week up because it's the weekend before thanksgiving and they're like oh shit i need to buy everything 
Yes, yeah. pray for all your uh, retail people this Seriously. week. Seriously, mm-hmm. if, oh if you ever yeah, walk into a retail store, t- yeah, if yeah, for 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 for, ev- for everyone who will be, who'll be shopping Peter, for anything, Peter, please be nice. Let's be honest yes. for just a minute here. You won the bet this week. Are you not gonna rant about this during your <laughs> outro? Actually, no. This isn't. I just want to say, like, before we move okay. on, be, be, <laughs> no, ni- be, be nice to be nice to all retail workers this holiday season for the next two months because you're dealing with a lot. We're dealing with a lot. Just put on your holiday happy patience pants we're all in this together <laughs> I'm gonna use something. that patience everyone needs pants. Pants. I like patience pants <laughs> yeah that'd be good someone should make those <laughs> I'm gonna like that's gonna be a thing I'm gonna make Peter like stretchy sweatpants and have patient people across the like, butt they tighten up yes. they tighten up oh. on you when you're just being a dick for no reason <laughs> oh my god yes it tightens up on your dick, and yeah. you're just like, "Oh God, sorry." Oh God, that just sounds like I don't know. Godly painful. Yeah, I don't know where these torture pants came from, but <laughs> welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> first up, you know, we're gonna get to Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. But first up, we're gonna talk about the trailer corner this week, and we have two trailers. First up, we have the second trailer for Kong. What was it called? It was uh, Skull Kong Island. Skull Island. Island. So it's not an actual they King Kong uh, movie. They can't use uh, the rights, yes. right? Yeah. yeah, King Kong is still owned by uh, the company that owns, I believe, Universal, who put out the Peter Jackson King Kong film. Mm. And so that's why it's uh, King Kong Skull Island, and then the tagline is, All hail the king. So they can say, like, king around it. <laughs> you know, <but> <laughs> it's kind of there, wow. but not it's really. Just, so don't It's just so us. ridiculous sometimes, like, what people have to do to, like, get around stuff. We can literally like put reorder things into the most ridiculous title ever, but still, what, what did you, Ben, I know that you had a lot to say about this. What, what did you want to say? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I was actually really enjoyed this trailer, which I thought was interesting because I was talking to another uh, group of friends and they all were disappointed by this trailer, which I found kind of fascinating because, uh, think maybe they're hoping there's a lot more epic like the comic-con trailer this one has more of a campy tone but i like the campy tone it uh it feels very 70s which is when the film takes place it uh has this absolutely wonderful shot of a guy in giant aviators as explosions are going off in his aviator reflection and he's got this wry smile on his face and that's straight out of westworld like that's a shot basically lifted from that film uh, and I just love that for the fact that it has this sort of campy tone as well as so I just think the monster design is excellent. Uh, uh, there's a shot of Kong walking through uh, the water that reminds yeah. me of sort of Shadows of the Colossus yes. level scale. And yep. Yes. Yeah. Give me some good feels yep. on that. I like I liked that thing. I had to admit, for me personally, for this trailer, one of the things that bothered me was that they seemed to show Kong a little too much. Like, yeah. and, and I think that's my thing. is like you can Apparently show he's going to be in it a lot. Apparently, according to the director, he's not. He doesn't like movies that sort of don't show the monster. I'm he's cool with opposite. that. I'm cool with that. But this is a trailer, and I think one of the things is like they do a full hero shot. Like, there's a difference between that and like literally having the camera spin around him 360 in the opening sequence. Right. And like, and true, I was like, true. this. And I understand that, but they also show then show the secondary monsters. Yeah, I do everything. feel like I've seen a lot of this movie already. Yeah. Which is an yeah. unfortunate right. trend, like, you know, that goes beyond like this trailer. That's fair. Certainly. That's fair. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they could have yeah, hinted at like, everything. It, it it's it makes just that they afraid. literally show what the skull, like the skull crawler things, and they show like who the comedy character is, and they show the whole group, and they show, and we kind of know we already, and they literally reveal the mystery in the first couple of seconds of it with like what what is it, John Goodman going? I knew there were monsters. Like, there's no mystery here. Like, I I feel like there's gonna be a 20 minutes of this movie where they're just like, you know, they're on the base and having old timey footage and old time 
old-timey stuff and it's just going to get skimmed over because I'm like I know where this movie is going just get there. Yeah, it makes me afraid that we're going <laughs> to that we're going to get another like I don't I don't mess with the Zohan instance where like where they told where like where like for the commercials and the trailers for that film like uh, with Adam Sandler. They 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 gave like all of the jokes away in every single trailer and based and the film was basically those jokes times seven like like i i i, I wish that for, i wish that like for the teaser trailer and, and for and for this like first like official full-on trailer they there was there was still a sense of mystery i mean i mean granted like you know yeah. like, once it gets closer to, once it get once it gets closer to, to being in theaters uh, like and, and like we, we get commercials if if they want to show some of the monsters if they want to give us more of a glimpse of, of kong then yeah sure but it's like this is the first full trailer i don't need to like basically you know what everything looks like yet well, I have, a, I have a question for the group, if I can, real quick. No, go ahead. Uh, in that there there was a similar situation this year uh, where there was a dark and gritty Comic-Con trailer that was later replaced with a fun and bright and more jokey trailer. Are we talking about Suicide Squad? Suicide Squad. Yep. Yeah, so the, I guess the question is, and I think looking back, we can kind of feel like that the movie was probably supposed to be more dark and gritty, and then that trailer came out, and then they tried to add more jokes. I think it's generally consensus, at least is what I want to believe. So is there a sense that they are selling this movie wrong on the first or the no. other? I think this is this is two different things, Ben. I mean, I think there's a difference between tone. I felt like this movie was always going to be kind John of... John C. Riley is in this movie. Like, it's obvious yeah. what right? the tone of the whole movie is going to be. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about it. I, I was about to say, the tone isn't in question. I think and it's, there's a reference to Tim and Eric on his coat, which is crazy. It's, yeah, yeah, it's at least going to be yeah. more comical than serious. That, that, that means it was down to, like, you know, like, the costume designers were on board with what the theme of this movie was. I'm right. just saying. Right. Like, like, that seems like a very strong directorial sense from the get-go i think if you do um, want to make that contrast to ben you could make it with the last king kong movie we had like i can't imagine a more oh, different yeah. take on it than this oh totally At least i won't yeah. have to watch like you know adrian brody and and, and company on a boat <laughs> can I, for like can an I just hour take a moment? i'm glad we're not doing that again yeah let me just tell you i like, take a home moment here to say that like the last line of that movie like pisses me oh. off so much and i know it's the same line as the last king kong and like beauty didn't kill the beach greed did you bitch shut yeah. up it <laughs> <laughs> always bullets. made me so angry oh, i was like i used to you think that was nothing. profound but you learned nothing <laughs> yeah you're right you're absolutely right <laughs> i just i just love how like i like it like, like that last line like i don't hate the, i mean i mean i don't love them i don't really like the movie at all no, actually. I, but, I, like, <laughs> I don't but, like, either that last i'm glad line i'm not the always... out here like i just don't really care about oh god kong no i mean i does. understand its significance <laughs> but that's um... well they gotta get would... that godzilla money mm. oh yeah that's uh, that's the big thing is they're leading up to a kong versus yes godzilla. And, right. and i'm in i'm kind of into that i think that could be fun not good but fun. But fun. <laughs> but I think this the big thing too here is that the scale of the two monsters is really really different here because Godzilla is like a fucking skyscraper and Kong is like a is like a couple buses stacked on top of each other. Kong like they literally show like the size comparison in the movies. Kong comes up to his knee, Ooh. and I'm just like, yeah, that's why they made him real big this time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know, I don't know how this crossover movie's gonna work. <laughs> Nuclear Kong. <laughs> nuclear monkeys <laughs> that's just sounds hilarious all right i feel really any, bad any last though. Words I, uh, I saw uh samuel L. jackson in the trailer for this and oh, my yeah. first thought was get this motherfucking ape off this motherfucking island <laughs> <laughs> that really needs bad. to be a meme like seriously make that a meme before anyone else does yes do it get this motherfucking it's probably already a meme i'll bet i missed my moment damn it. Let me be honest. it's already a meme 
Let me th- let me be honest though. When they when he pounds his chest at the end and the drums go along with the chest pounding, I was like, okay, that's cool. That yeah, was that's really a cool. cool. Trailer yeah. thing to do. I'm into it. When he just like nice boom touch. boom and then boom do 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 doom, I'm like, oh, yeah. that was that was that was, that was, that was a, good. That was a good cut. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good cut. That was good at it. Tip of the hat. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the second one real fast, guys. We also saw a second trailer, so this is just the week of second trailers. We're not doing anything new, but the second trailer for Triple X, The Return of Sander Cage, which I did not know <laughs> that was uh, Vin Diesel's character in Triple X until this movie came out just now. <laughs> Clearly, someone has not seen the classic 2003 film. Because the sequel X. does not exist. <laughs> oh, yeah, State of the Union with Ice Cube. I'm sorry, yeah, did yeah, I say that's why no, no, Don't Cage. bring it up. It doesn't exist. <laughs> it's like Peter, you, brought, you brought Zohan into this podcast, so there's nothing hey. that's not off the table. <laughs> for, at the very least, it was for a legitimate reason. No, it was like I've heard of the Zohan effect. I just was like the whole time you were making this really serious point. It's like why did we have to go here? Because why, it was the only one I could think of. I'm so up? There sorry. are movies that have done this before Zohan. Why are we bringing it up? Because that was because to me, with the movies that I've seen in my life, that is the worst offender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I remember someone else talking about it too. Like, I got your point. But yeah, um, I've never liked action movies that much, so I don't think I have too much to say on this, except that it's so just boisterously over the top that I was laughing my way through the entire trailer of like the first time I, I saw as it. was I, and I'm totally excited for it. Yeah, I think Ben, you you were more excited, and me too. I find this very very exciting. I find it concerned with the hinted at lesbian characters because this is um, yeah. a movie bait. and we've had yeah. issues with the oh, yeah. with you know like fuck people straight and that sort of thing before but uh yeah I, I, so my, it's the question is this just that one writer for riddick or is it uh is it something i hope it's not anything with vin diesel because he's a lovable teddy bear no no no, no, no i really no, I don't hope think, that I, I honestly, ruby rose wouldn't get involved in a film that was like that i could be wrong if the money was good enough so, yeah. then you know well, maybe they would do it but that's true because katie sackoff was the lesbian last one she's a straight woman and not like sort of an activist mm. like uh, ruby yeah. roses and stuff like that so right you make a good point there sarah and i do really wonder if she is they hint at a relationship with her in the uh, sort of female I, girl, I which is sort of I almost don't like want more... them to. I just want her to be in it and be a cool character, and that's oh, it. Oh, come on. And not have a lesbian I mean, I would like for there to be one, obviously, but I just don't want it to go wrong and, like, be <laughs> bad. I would rather have no representation than bad representation. I think That's I'll agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, my thing is like, if it's if it's going to be played for in a certain way, I, I, and especially with the character that was interested, because there was three female characters in that movie, and her, and obviously the character that she's in the gunfight with is the one that's you know, I think set as a Vin Diesel love interest, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that they they set it up in that way, and then they set up the the quirky girl on the plane as like the love interest for her, which would be cool if they played it that way. But whether or not she's a damsel in distress will probably be a happen. So, but I'm not. I'm kind of okay with that kind of like lesbian relationship damsel in distress thing How do well you yeah that's that? that's fine i'm yeah. okay with that i mean it's not fine it's just i mean it's just like it's different though it's different that's right. what i mean yeah. yeah yeah and that's why i think it's interesting uh her her being in the film and just in general like i said off air uh, i'm just kind of become fascinated with the early 2000s action movies they were sort of wonderfully stupid <laughs> and <laughs> wonderfully schlock if you haven't seen torque 
Oh my uh, god, yes, that's right. It's an yeah, amazing I, I, I just, minutes. but that's the same. These are the same movies that you know made. I don't know, not the world is not enough, but what's the um, di- not Diamond? Oh, Die Another Day. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's this so is bad. these are the movies that made Die Another Day a thing. So sometimes I'm like not as like pleased with them as you are. But. Oh, they're, they're they're terrible films, but I don't know. I find a weird nostalgia for them. A lot of them. I, the, the early 2000s may be one of the worst moments in like culture. <laughs> just a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. After 9/11, we were just trying to figure shit out and we were just going all over the place and yeah it took us a long time before we kind of got our i saw our bush together culturally i saw bush in a documentary for hamilton the other day and he literally said um i think he said he's like it takes a while and this is like post trump so he's like it takes a while for people to be appreciated sometime and he just smiles and that you could tell that the cut was quick because you could tell like the camera crew right behind him just like crack the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> and he smiled with them and i was like oh okay that's Man, he wasn't that bad, uh, was he? <laughs> he looks like articulate now talk- by comparison. Yeah, like, well, he, he looks post like era Bush. Oh, just God, he is. That's really crazy. He's yeah. like, we were like talking. We were watching a Gore v. Bush debate. Me and Katie were, and we were just sitting there thinking, "Damn, that's a very articulate Republican." Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! We like had that moment, and then we both looked at each other. We're just like, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> it is. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, I watched attack ads from 2008, and they uh, are so tame. <laughs> yeah, the, the gloves were on. <laughs> Soft punches. It's like, uh, oh, look at all the kitty ads and all the stuff. I'm just like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, uh, any any other notes about this? I just think it's cool that we're going to see a lot of uh, sort of international cast uh, for this film. We got Donnie Yen, who's like you know one of the greatest oh, uh, yeah. oh my martial God, arts yes. actors. We got Tony Jaa, who's incredible. We also got um, I'm going to uh, butcher her name here. Yeah, sorry, I'm trying to find her name. Uh, but yeah, we just got like and there's a famous Indian <laughs> actress. There we go, uh, Deepika Padukone. Yes. Yeah. Apologies to everyone of Indian descent, um, <laughs> but uh, she's an incredible, incredible Bollywood actor. So I think it's just really cool that they're doing sort of a, a big international cast. It's kind of neat. Yeah. All right, we're gonna move on to the things. Same uh, to the Fantastic Beasts, where we spent uh, I think twenty minutes on uh, Trailer Corner this time, so a little bit more. But we had a lot to talk about. Everyone, say goodbye to Ben. Bye, Bye ben. ben. Love you. Bye, Bye ben. ben. Sorry. <laughs> you can just be quiet in the corner if you want and stay if you want to listen. Oh, is he still here? I don't know if he's here. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Okay, we're all alone. The kids are set free. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. Everyone go crazy. That's a great line, so we're all alone now. <laughs> all right, this week we watched Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. The synopsis. The year is 1926, and Newt Scamander, played by Eddie Rainbane, has just completed a global excursion to find and document an extraordinary array of magical creatures. Arriving in New York for a brief stopover, he might have come and gone without incident, were it not for a nomad, American muggle, named Jacob, a misplaced magical case, and the escape of some of Newt's fantastic beasts which could spell trouble for both the wizarding and nomad worlds. Yeah. Okay, that was a that was a that synopsis was actually pretty. Yeah. I've been shitting on synopsis. What is it? Synopsis. 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 Yeah. <laughs> for the last like synopsis. <laughs> synopsis <laughs> this film. Do it. Boom. <laughs> Make it a verb actually. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I I think I oh, let me not be the one to start off this conversation. Sarah, what did you think of this film? 
Uh, well, I mean, I, you can't go into this film without comparing it to the previous Harry Potter films. Um, so, I mean... Disagree entirely. Actually, oh, okay. I personally can because I... Because sorry to you all and all of our listeners i don't have much experience with harry potter because that would be yeah yeah that 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 was, that was one of the that was one of i the did not few, call that. that yeah that was one of the sorry, few it's... areas uh that was one of the few like like areas and like make ma- like major cornerstones of our childhoods like, like people of our age group of our childhoods that i was just not allowed to partake in so I so I told so 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 apart so apart from finally like reading the books um uh, between between our junior and senior years at, at college uh I have like basically zero experience with any of with any of ex- exposure rather with with with, uh, with any of Harry Potter. Well, the important thing is if you read the book Fantastic Beasts, <laughs> which I have not, except that's which not I have. At all. It's not. It's a. It's just. It's literally just. The book this is based off, again, a book. I don't know why I said it. Like, the book? The book. The book. <laughs> Hello and welcome to <laughs> the book. <laughs> um, this book is obviously, I mean, this screen, this is a, J.K. Rowling is writing the script entirely for this movie and is basing it off a, a kind of a, Potter, a Potterverse uh, style little novel that was set to the side, which is essentially just a, 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 like a monster manual of uh, beasts in the, uh, in the Harry Potter universe. So it kind of lists off drafts. Dragons, the different types of dragons, and it's been highly, and it's been, uh, you know, highly, um, I don't know, it's been a highly successful book series in that it's just kind of this cute little thing you can buy. It's usually packed, it's usually uh, packaged with another book, Quidditch Through the Ages, and obviously these were Harry Potter's school books and books through the series that they then printed off and, and sold on the side in like a package thing. But she's taken this and expanded it into a movie, um, you know, essentially ripping off Doctor Who to make Newt Scamander. It's literally mm. bigger on the inside. Yes. Um, yep. So I'm just, you know, just pointing that out. I know, I know that's a simple thing, but I think there's other reasons that they, he feels a little bit uh, out of place and ripped off. But uh, for my part, I did not. I really, I think, I, th- I think the comparisons to Harry Potter, Sarah, no offense, are like unfair to me because they did stick to making a new movie. That's true. Like. Like it's really separate, and every Potter movie, st- except for uh, the well, really except for the last two, stick to the school year kind of um, framing device, and and I think that seriously helps uh, the way they're set up because it just it just naturally fits into the sort of three act structure that is that you know knocks it out of the park for me at least. I, I mean I don't think any of I think that's one of the things I've noticed is that other than the last two, there aren't any Harry Potter movies that are poorly paced. And I think that the tone and plot and pacing in this movie are just bananas. They're all like, over the fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> like one minute we're like laughing at him, Eddie Redmayne, doing a mating dance to like some sort of weird like bulbous rhino Except thing. we're not like laughing cool... as long as we should be because okay, it's not well, that funny. And it just keeps going. I chuckled a little right? bit. Okay. Right. I mean, I chuckled a little. I don't know. Go on. Whatever. I interrupted. But then the next minute, we have like the child is like a child being beaten by his mother. <laughs> like, the belt. Like, <laughs> holy fuck. And he like takes off the belt and hands it to her first to just complete the like, oh my God. Jesus yeah, that was Christ. Like, just, like, like the beaten dog metaphor. Like, I was just, ooh, yeah. Ugh. And, and I think that's the thing that shocked me too is that they were kids in my movie theater and I was just sitting there like, fuck, dude. Fuck. This is like this right is out of, of those... like a horror movie about magic, like The Witch yeah. or something like that. 
that scene well, the, with, like the puritanical well, no, American the witch, element and everything. I mean, I they, they sacrifice a baby in the witch, so I'm not sure. Okay, yeah, that's probably like a, you see you grinding you up point, a baby, though, right? like, <laughs> like yeah. No, these are not similar. Bad, it's bad not similar, Trevor. My bad. My bad. <laughs> well, no, but like uh, what I what I do mean by that is part of the tone. Someone literally there is kills like... a baby and bathes in its blood. <laughs> like, okay. It's not okay. Okay, it's I'm not sorry, similar I at all. Specifically, I, uh, <laughs> but like um, you know, just like the the horror of magic and of witchcraft from an American point of view. I mean, that is part of the movie, and uh, it's something we really haven't seen in the Potter universe before. And that gets, that does, it gets really serious and really dark and takes magic itself and the concept of magic to this really dark place that's different than like the melodramatic good versus evil dark place we've been to with Voldemort, I think, because that's more like, you know, how do you use magic and you have like the unforgivable curses, but it's not really about like what the concept of magic is itself, which is when you get into like the suppressed powers of the kids and the obscurus in this one, it really goes to like a different place, if that makes sense, than I think the rest of the Potter films have. Yeah. Well, I think that's I think that's the thing for this is that it definitely has a different tone and it's and it's more of a grown-up tone because everyone there is a grown-up and I think the loss of Harry as a central protagonist is, you know, because he grows so much with the reader and we're just expected to know kind of how the world works by now. Like Newt Scamander is like that's the thing is the nomad is the framing device, but the but the piece is not set as the nomad's story and mm-hmm. as a result i feel like newt scamander is just kind of like knows how to fix things and i'm like Ugh. like you can't have the main character like be hyper aware of like all this information okay now we are comparing this to harry potter a lot exactly <laughs> thank you trevor <laughs> <laughs> sarah's point was pretty valid as it turns out i mean my, i don't think it's valid i think the point is we're contrasting it i think it's very very yeah. different is my but point. we're still looking that- at it in the context of harry true, potter true which is where but i, I think I, I think off, my con- off with with my original yeah, did you want to elaborate on that, Sarah? Uh, I appreciate that, Trevor, but we're on a good tangent now, so let's keep going. <laughs> the tangent is proving my point. Keep going. Keep burying um, your hole, Jack. Okay, no, yeah, but um, like you were talking about with the characters, Jack, and uh, Newt Scamander, I thought Newt um, Scamander was likable enough, but I think it's not even necessarily a problem with him as a, as a protagonist as much as the focus of the character development just oh, shifts around so much. And we there's don't none. really get enough issues. time with any one character in specific. And they just feel kind of hollow by the end of it. Here are four new protagonists. And here's like a half dozen people in the background. And here's like, you know, four or five plot lines really going on all at once. And, and, and John Voight like, is in there the somewhere, <laughs> just like to have like three lines. Just chilling, just chilling <laughs> in the background. Like there's whole bit with the Salem. So there's, the, there's John Voight with the newspaper and his like son's campaign. There's the Salem witch, whatever. There's the, uh, there's like the, you know, the, the love story between the Nomad and Queenie, which I actually, I kind of, I kind of, in, I love that actually. I, I thought, thought that the was really sweet. That yeah. The Nomad and Queenie were like the best part of this movie, yes. which again illustrates the fact that, that Rowling is amazing at human interaction through like a science fiction narrative. And that's the issue is that, you know, here's, people having human interaction and it's interesting and then you know we move on to everything else and i'm like but yeah the plot doesn't really make sense <laughs> like and i think that's the thing is like she excelled at human interaction in a way that makes that breathes life into harry potter that makes it feel so full of life it's not necessarily her take on science fiction that is revolutionary in any sense or form is, shape or form does the plot not make sense or is it just helter skelter 
No, the plot makes total sense. It just feels terrible to watch. It's it's a pacing. It's not it's not necessarily the plot. Like there's too much going on, and that's the thing is like exactly. you know because you bounce between scenes in like a weird sort of way. You know, one minute we're doing this, next minute we're doing this, next minute we're doing this. You you have kind of like this it was George exhausting. Lucas thing. <laughs> exactly. It was. It's exhausting because it's so frenetic, and we're like in the tone distribution. And that's why I say pacing is because one minute we're doing this, and next minute we have this dark like you know nondescript beast flying around killing right. people and you're just like whoa i think that gets to a lot of the core problem of the plot the plot itself for me is the lack of a sense of urgency on the one hand for our protagonists and the the urgency that abounds for the other characters in the film that are just kind of waiting in the wings to interact with them like we know from the beginning that there is this thing running around new york city terrorizing we the audience have not actually made the connection that it's not one of newt's commander's monsters for I think much the I mean I, it depends on you know your level of inference I guess I hadn't ruled it out, but Newt gets to New York and when his monsters get loose they're like okay we'll turn in for the night and you know get a fresh start on it in the morning I'm like no you should be out right now trying to get all of them and you know they do kind of but then the, I, I don't know like that it's giant just... snake thing was gonna kill people that rhino was gonna rape that poor hippopotamus <laughs> <laughs> that was gonna happen right. Like, like, like that poor hippopotamus was in a quarter, and I was like, "Really, movie? You're you're making like these?" And then there's like there's like this moment when he's like, "The first symptom flames will come out of his asshole," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> That's it's not like, a joke." Why, it's like, "Why are That's you saying this?" That's not a joke. This? It's like, right. "Why are you saying this?" And you and you not sound way more concerned than you are. <laughs> because whimsy. Because J.K. Rowling is whimsy. great at whimsy, and it works really well when we do just have those moments, like when. Newt's commander is showing um, uh, Kowalski around his uh, TARDIS with all with the, <laughs> with all the different magical creatures in it. Um, oh, oh, but, uh, oh, I, Hey, you start, you started it, but um, you're so clever. <laughs> I'd be okay no with idea. Eddie Redmayne being the next Doctor. His, his oh, Time yeah. Lord, actually, yeah, yeah. I, really I desperately want moment. the next Doctor to be a girl. I think that I would do be, too. Honestly, let's do that. Instead. I would just be. Because, in like, let's be honest, Sarah, we can, like, totally just have, like, girl and female boners over it. It'll be great. Let's yeah. let's bring back the, uh, the Time Lord's daughter from that one <laughs> really weirdly mm. good episode in the middle of season Georgia Moffat. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. I love her so much. She's beautiful. Um, but, yeah, getting back to my point, not to... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I love you guys. Um, I did really enjoy those moments uh truly when just jk rowling's imagination was on display and i think that did pull the film up for me despite how you know how many holes it was it had in it and how frenetic it was um the niffler alone is just so such a joy to watch um do you guys know what i'm talking about no yeah yeah, yeah. Niffler. shiny really yes. i i mean i mean for me, this movie, I, I guess, like, for me, you, coming back through the bit, it's just, like, like, I, and I don't know where we're all going to fall. I feel like all of us, to some extent, actually, you know what, I do want to ask you that, Sarah, because you were making a good point, but I didn't actually get the feeling of, like, where you sat on this movie. Like, do you like it? 
<sighs> like even if you do compare, I'm sorry, I cut you off because like I the, the comparison to Harry Potter annoys me personally. But we actually, I never actually like asked you if you like it or not. And I think that's the thing is like now that I think about it, I was like you didn't actually say that, and I think that you kind of are more meh as well with me. Like and, and I think that's the thing is like people that are comparing this to Harry Potter, like that's not a fair comparison for me. It's bad on its own terms. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Like what do you? I mean, think, it's Sarah? for me. If it's a it's a good meh. But it's still a meh uh, for all the reasons that you've just said. You know, the the character interactions when they happened were great. The moments of whimsy were great. The animation was really pretty. Uh, but the plot was just so disjointed and I really lost a lot of it. Like, I actually missed... I mean, like, I heard when they were explaining what an Obscurus is, but I didn't really fully get it. And so yeah. then when they were talking to Credence and whatever and like trying to pull him out, I was like, how did we get here? Right. Yeah. Like I was just I, uh, yeah. lost. Yeah. And also like the way they played off the Credence uh, mystery spoilers, it's not the little girl, which I think was the effect is that we were supposed to assume it was the yes. little girl. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was the but, red hair they were going yeah. for. Yeah, but she's not even like a properly set up red herring. Is my point? Like, you're the, like you know, it's Credence. Like, yeah. like, like, and like, Katie left the theater and she's like, "Oh yeah, it was a mystery if he was Credence or not." And I was like, "No, it wasn't." I mean, I mean, I mean wasn't that clear from well, the I beginning? I wasn't expecting that twist. Actually, that, I that... wasn't either. What? What for no, it to be Credence? Uh... I no. knew there was yeah. something. I knew there was something up. For, I, I I didn't. I mean, granted, I know. I I because I, I the very beginning of the film, I knew nothing. But I knew that there was something up with that kid the second he was on screen. Because I was like, you don't make someone look that emo, that dark, with that kind of haircut, with that kind of cl- with those kind of clothes, and not yeah. have, and not have him be fucked up in the head. That's a great point, rule of the, the anime rule of character design. The character that has way more design elements is probably the main character. And, and, and like, I and say, I'm sorry, like, and sorry, that performance actually was okay though, considering how much. Oh, he I don't think there's any. Hey, again, this movie succeeds in so many ways, and I think all the character performances are spot on. I feel like the main girl is a little bit awkward. A little bit, but and that's I, I the feel extent like... of her character. But I don't know if that's her fault as much as the script. <sighs> like she's just kind of doing a beat, or like she's clumsy and she's really, you know. Yeah, like, and I, it, it feels I, like a beat. That, it feels like characterization. I, I really... Like she. Like, doesn't have anything else to and, do. And that's the thing is I saw someone else, like Movie Bob characterized her as Agent Carter sends Hermione Granger. And I watched her and I was like, I don't get any of that. I don't get any of that from that character. No, I don't. Whatsoever. I, I don't get the Agent, the, the Agent Carter yeah. because, 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 because Peggy is like assertive and like goes for shit. I didn't. Which really, is what I was hoping for. Right, and that's the thing is like yeah. his character description there was, I was like, oh my God, I'm so down for that. Like right. A, like a hot, sexy female Auror that is like super competent. Yeah, I didn't. Like fu- I was like, that's I didn't, cool. I didn't, I didn't fully get that from Tina. I got more like, I got more like, like kind of, like a kind of a, 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 a wizard, a wizard who was a former Auror, like semi bumbling her way through trying to get back to that level, but not, but, but, but not like fully hitting the mark. I you know what I like think she was kind of is, you know what I think she kind of was was J.K. Rowling's sort of Harry Potter character in this one, and that she just has a good moral compass, and that's kind of the extent of her character. Like she, her fall from grace was that she couldn't yeah. stand by and watch this uh, child abuse essentially happen, and that's pretty much the extent of the character development we get for her. Her sister right, but feels more fleshed out to me, even though yeah, she, yeah, oh, yeah, not yeah. Much to her, which, which, which even, was great. Even, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, the legitimate thing was actually, well, I'm not going to lie, it's, it's kind of a breaking of her internal universe rules, but whatever. Yeah, um, I was wondering about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you thought that too. Yeah. I was like, I thought anyone could do that with magic. Well, what's, the thing is, J.K. Rowling has never been great about her internal universe rules. That's never been what yeah. we love. The nature <laughs> of magic, read the first one and then read the seventh one, just like back to back. The nature of magic in between the two of them changes so much in so many ways. And the obscurest thing like, was part oh, of that too. You were making this up as you went, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like when, it's like when you read Naruto. Everyone just gets ex- exponentially more powerful as time goes on because it's like, well, I don't know how to fix it, so you can do bigger shit now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that we haven't like, – I feel like pe- somebody pointed this out to me the other day. It's like you have, a, you have an anime podcast and you haven't done Dragon Ball Z. There's literally currently airing Dragon Ball Z. How have you not reviewed it? And I'm like, I, I don't – I don't want to. Thank you. I'm like, like, let me guess. Goku gets more powerful. <laughs> Shocker! Frieza destroys everything. Sorry if with I spoiled his, it for Frieza you. destroys everything with his pinky. Okay. Cool. I mean, dude, he can pretty much take a fart and like in the universe at this point. <laughs> so. Basically, actually. I don't know. Anyways, I love that like math nerd that did that comparison where he like had you know looked at like feats that the done in that universe versus feats that superman had done and like calculated the strength coefficient for each and said that superman couldn't even touch krillin <laughs> <laughs> okay that's awesome because they, they like found like the most like you know feats that were st- like stretching their strength and like krillin was like lifting like it was like exploding a dark star or something or then like superman was like trying to lift a black hole and they, they literally calculated the density of a black hole oh <laughs> and then like said superman can at most lift x and krillin can do this and i was like oh my god this <laughs> is why wonderful. i love nerds i know it was it was one of those wonderful nerd moments I'm re- it um, makes me really happy when nerds have that much free time yeah People should really just pay us money to be entertaining. <laughs> hey, Oberon. <laughs> <laughs> Tuscan Shed Media Network at TuscanShed.com. You can go to our Patreon and throw us some bucks and we can be more entertaining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Embedded marketing. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, but what did you guys... Uh, so I hate, I hate to circle around and sound like a broken record here because I'm just trying to force the point a little bit, but I still don't actually know. Like, did you like it or not, Sarah? For the most part, yes. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't as excited about it as, say, most of the other Harry Potter films made me feel excited. And maybe it's just because, like, it's another film in the Harry Potter universe. Like, we get it. Magic is great. Yay. But. I mean, it was also very know. dark, Sarah. That's true. And that was new and different and good, and they should keep making dark films. I appreciated it for that reason, but at the same yeah. time, there was so much in there that needed more unpacking, and it just yeah. kind of... Right. I, I feel like there were right. so many ideas going on, and it makes me hopeful, quite honestly, that yeah. you know, yeah. maybe five films. That's true. Like, it's, so it's a good setup for things to come, but yeah. then on its own, like it's just, you know, with the pacing being so weird and... I want to like, say this was, from the... Yeah. From the first five minutes of the film, I'm already was kind of like, oh, okay, maybe it'll still be good. Because we have the obligatory, you know, Harry Potter music with the Warner Brothers logo. And, you know, that was nice, I guess. And, like, it's, but it, it felt kind of like, here you go at the same time. I don't know. But anyway, right after that, we have a cold open sequence. And then immediately following that, we have a series of newspaper clippings giving us the exposition of the film. Did. Did anyone else see like feel like some of the 
included newspaper clips were a little bit weird. Like that sequence was really well poorly done as opposed to like, like I was like, you know, this is your excuse to like literally give me text to read to like understand what's happening in the yeah, story. It's like, I and can't they had me reading like gilly water ads right. at one yeah, point. The, and I was the just like, water. Uh, I was like, that's a random thing that'll show up later and it'll be funny. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't need that right now. I, I really don't even need newspaper I, I, exposition I need some, either. That's and you know, yeah. it was all about Grindelwald and he showed all up for it. like five seconds at the end of the movie, which by the way, oh, by the way, it really, I don't know why, but it got under my skin and annoyed me that of all people, Johnny Depp was playing Gellert Grindelwald. And I'm like, really? Like, there are so many other people you could have cast. Like, why him to be there to be- on screen for three seconds? Like, I just, I didn't get it. To be perfectly honest, and I'm actually kind of glad about this, I didn't even realize it was Johnny Depp until, like, the next day. Yeah. And I was like, thank yeah. you, because... I agree. <laughs> you can give Johnny Depp credit for this, but he can be a transformative. He can he can do, like, a... Oh, got it. Who played, um, who played fucking um, Harry's godfather? Um, 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 Gary Oldman? Uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary Oldman and him both can be transformative actors, and you can see him on screen and go, who the fuck is that? Oh, see, I <laughs> knew it was him instantly. Yeah. Oh really? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm. Just, I didn't know until I mean, Katie glad, said something. I mean, I'm just glad I didn't because 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 kind of, because kind of for the same reason, it's kind of for the same reason as as you as you say, where where it's like they couldn't get anyone else. I think if I had realized like instantly, like oh, this is Depp, aka Cha- Captain Jack Sparrow, aka the Mad Hatter. For that re- for those two characters alone, it would have taken me out of the moment. And that's exactly yeah. what it did for me. Yeah. I get I I understand that entirely Sarah and I think that's the thing is like his power of transformative nature is like is is important for that but one of the things that's kind of important for me here is is the fact that like Colin Farrell was doing a great job he was so he was was great he was scene chewing like no one's business (laughs) like I was just like (laughs) oh god (laughs) like he was he was so creepy and and like he he just was and he didn't know what was going on till the very end and And I thought he was that brings up he was doing great that brings up go ahead I have to this is not the only movie in which Colin Farrell has turned into Johnny Depp and vice versa wait I'm sorry no way no way no way no way what name one the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. Oh God! Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> that was Heath Ledger's last movie, and so they brought in three different actors to finish his work, and had this kind of weird, magical, like excuse for making that transformation. And it was a mixture of Colin Farrell, Johnny Depp, and Jude Law, and it was the strangest, oh. most awkward thing. Oh, but no. there is precedent for this. <laughs> this is my point. <laughs> is it good precedent, though? That's the question. Uh, I mean, I I don't know that precedent is the right word, Trevor. I, I, I know. It, it was just it was a, it was a very odd, weird bit of movie trivia for me. That, uh, that this, this yeah. happened is this the first time this thing happened? <laughs> I just thought it was also weird because like, why did Newt know to do the Revelio spell on him at the very yeah. end? Like that, know. like there was no, there was no lead up for that being a thing. Like, why couldn't he have just been like some, and that's the other thing is I like the villain here a little bit more because he was so much more terrifying to me than, um, than Lord Voldemort a little bit here. Yeah. Because the thing is this, this movie was so much more grown up and it was so much more mm-hmm. just like, he's not an all powerful wizard. Mm-hmm. He's just like a man who does bad shit, he's a man <laughs> which in some ways is so he, much scarier. He's yeah. a man yeah. who was using his position, who was using his position to be very manipulative. And that is fucking scary. Yeah. Because who knows yeah. what he can do if he talks to the right person, if he says the right thing in the right way, in the right context, at the right time. 
Well, and I'll yeah, hand and it he just Jake. used this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, no, no. Well, my my thing is that it was. It was <laughs> God damn sorry. It. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I mean, my my bit. Great. All right, I'm taking this. My bit was that it kind of had this kind of feel of like him convincing a young man to be essentially what what amounts to a suicide bomber. Yeah. And that was yeah. kind of chilling for me, actually, a little bit. Like, you know, there's nothing like, you know, Lord Voldemort was evil, but he's so, like, you know, and, and I just called him very scene-chewing. But, like, I feel like, you know, Lord Voldemort is scene-chewing. Like, Ray Fiennes playing very an evil hammy. wizard is fucking scene-chewing. Like, hammy but, like, snake. I think that, yeah. <laughs> I'm evil. Yeah, yeah. Don't you know I'm yeah, Skeletor for, or Commander Cobra? <laughs> yeah, for for me, for I, me that for me that whole that whole reveal was it 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 was it, it was it was missing a scoop it was missing a Scooby Doo explanation. It's like how did you figure this out? How did you all of a sudden just walk up and just like reveal yourself? Like just take off the mask? Like you didn't like like there 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 was there was no well when we talked to this person at the uh, mask shop. I disagree. It's more just I like disagree. you meddling doctor. I no, I disagree. I think there there was foreshadowing for this. Um, there with I'm, the pendant, but that, the, I think the issue I mean, is there like, wasn't foreshadowing for him actually being Gellert Grindelwald. Yeah, I, there's I, foreshadowing for him being a member of his cult, but right. like there's no suggestion to say that Gellert Grindelwald was in America. Or or or, right. at le- or at least or at least for me, I don't feel like there was much foreshadowing for Newt just knowing that. I think mm-hmm. I think I think yeah. I think that's what I'm getting at. Like, well, like, you know, like, and it may be another uh, uh, symptom of uh, trilogy or sequel sequelitis that, as with the Star Wars reboot, we are expected to be um, satisfied with the idea that there's a lot we just don't know yet, and that might go along with you know how how he met um, his relationship with the the strange person that he would know something like that. I I don't know, but it doesn't, you know, it's, you're right. It is unsettling. I will say, um, I'll hand it to JK Rowling that it does feel very relevant and timely. And the monologue he has at the end, I I was able to, as jarring as it was that it was Johnny Depp, I was able to roll with it because that monologue, he, he says, you know, it's us versus them. And you have this character who's evil just because he's exploiting tension and division between the two worlds. And that just, that was enough for me to forgive the awkward transition that that monologue yeah. was there and that that was the I think, denouement I think, of this film, essentially. I agree with you on that. I think, and I think that's the bit is that, like, there was such an, in, there, was, there was such, there was such a more interesting plot line buried under kind of Newt Scamander's Fantastic Beast crap. Yes, and I don't know why like, she had to use Newt Scamander to make... I mean, it makes sense, part of it, that he's yeah. like this... She wanted to call it Fantastic Beast. I yeah. get that. Like, it kind of makes the bit sense is like, that he's like... He, he works with animals because he can't stand, like, how humans screw each other over, and he's like, man, this is the worst animal. I'm like, oh, God, it's like Jurassic Park all over again. But it, it kind of makes sense, but... But can't you imagine just like the the movies, like this core of this movie being about like the nomad and it just being in like him having a relationship with the girl and it being about like kind yeah. of this dark, you know, like, you know, kind of this reference to like 1920s, like, you know, black and white relationships mm-hmm. and biracial children and that sort of thing. And like it's kind of like dark take on the society and Galette Grindelwald exploiting it and how people exploit the kind of like fears of people to kind of exactly. create things. I mean that there was just such a powerful thing 
kind of buried in the crap. Right. And I don't think it's successful overall, but I do agree with you that like for that reason and the way that like Gilad Grindelwald wasn't like an all powerful villain, but more of like he's all powerful just through this because like you know literally he was like resisted by the female wizard on the street like he's not a lord voldemort he was like these people were like he's fighting them and he was never considered like more powerful like you know nuke mm-hmm. takes him down with a little bat thing like, right <laughs> like, yeah that's true which is also the stupidest creature that was overshown so many times and i don't i don't know why but it was like I guess kind of a, I get, what a deus ex machina creature for you well, yeah, he was just like, he pops out and he's like, rah, I'm a, yeah. I'm a bat thing and I can grab things and I can poison it and ha ha ha. Serve as a step stool know. to get out of the chamber of death, mm-hmm. which, oh, by the way, that scene happened. Was, that was probably the that darkest moment in that movie. Yeah. God. Where the hell did that like, come from? That was fucked up. I and liked the white it, coats. Oh, no, yeah. And kind of where they so had the wands. It was so referential to like, kind of like a, like a little bit like a, like a, what is it? Where they stick the thing through Lobotomy. Your, Lobotomy. Uh, yeah, that uh, did anyone else get that vibe? Oh, yes. no, I didn't but then, yes. but now I do. Yeah, it's I, like I, now I, that you said it, it's I, like yeah, the I, I, white I, I, coats, I, I, and it's like, yeah. don't worry, we'll take care of it, honey. Like this, and I don't know why that woman was so terrifying. Oh God, because she was so <laughs> she's, damn she's calm about the it. Sheep to the slaughter. I mean, she's like, we're gonna give you some nice memories while we lower, Just, lower you into a pool of acid. The way because, you said yeah, it, you can tell she okay? does it every day. Right. Yeah. It's because she was so damn calm oh, about God. it that she was like, was this just happening? It was like eating a slice of bread for her. It's just something you do. Like, I sort of yeah, just, she, when they said, you know, death penalty or whatever, it's like, oh, we're going to pull an Avada Kedavra on them and be done with it. No, oh, this yeah. is much more traumatic. Like, that just seems so, No, like, but that's so... the thing, but the statement that she's making, and it's another, like, really political, like, really li- liberal J.K. Rowling statement, like, arguing against people who try to say that the death penalty can be humane. Because, like, how can you imagine a better way to die than they, like, immerse you in your best memories? So that you like jump in willingly, and that's when you die, and like the thing consumes you or whatever. But it's just still horrific to watch, and it's set in this room where like these stains are running down the walls, like it's an still like a mental institution room or something. And just the yeah, that reference, like that reference is clearly like I have to admit, I always see parallels between J.K. Rowling in the background of J.K. Rowling and like the Bell Jar sometimes with like what is her name Platt. Like I do see like this kind of this. Because she definitely has this reference to like anxiety and and uh, despair and depression and all these things that kind of coalesce with uh, with Plath as well, and they write kind of a little bit like I mean J.K. Rowling's everything J.K. Rowling does that is similar to it is very buried, but here it was like right on the surface, and I was just like fuck, dude, fuck. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like as much as we talk about child abuse in this movie, like you know child abuse is centered heavily in the Harry Potter series. So as much as we want to say, oh, this is new for this, like no, like. Vernon Dursley's been abusing Harry for years. We've never, it never seen like, it like this before, and it's never been this exactly. bad. It was like it was played abuse. for chuckles, and it's like, oh, isn't Harry great because he's just so magnanimous about it? Whereas this is played for like, no, this is a child that can't handle it. Clearly, it's awful. <laughs> right. Yeah, which is I think the and, and the whole suppressing the magic thing, suppressing who you are. Suppressing that was a cool. I, that yeah, metaphor I was, about was cool. To say, I I'm surprised no one's brought yeah. that up. The, uh, the no, that was in the back of my mind the whole time I was watching this. I was like, this is like being gay in the 1920s, or you know, yep, just about present day, and you can't show yeah. it to anyone, and let's repress it, and that fucks you up mentally, and you know, we're not going to turn into a ball of screaming black terror, but <sighs> you know. 
Which, which is the other thing that kind of made me like seriously question because Gellert Grindelwald is, according to the extended Potterverse, gay. That's true. And yes. and here's mm-hmm. the question too: is like, you know, when he gets mad at the end when they kill him for being like what he is, and that's the thing is like I under, I I like took that as like him being angry for killing, but it, but uh, like oh man, that's a mixed up metaphor. Do yeah. you, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I kind of like, lost you. But I know he and Dumbledore were well, really good friends. Well, I think that's 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 Dumbledore exactly what the movie feels him. like. You get lost. <laughs> like, like, what does this mean? Why does he get so angry? Because he doesn't seem to care about him. But then when he sees that he's he, when it's revealed that he is what he wants him to be, essentially being actually, I guess in this term metaphorically gay, he's like he's like, yes, you're great, you're amazing. And then when he dies, he gets super pissed off about it, who, I, and he I, doesn't die. I'm I, still missing the pronouns. Who, who you're talking about? I'm sorry. Oh, Gilad Grindelwald gets like, you know how he gets angry and starts march touring the wizards and starts acting like he's about to kill them all um, after they like, you yeah. know, mass shoot yeah. the kid and kill him, which is yeah. also horrifying. Yes. Just, yeah. you know, and just awful. Just like yeah. no questions asked. Just <laughs> guns yeah. I, it's just like, and, yeah. And then you see him like explode from the inside and you're like, whoa, dude, what the fuck is this? this I, I don't does know. does not have a happy he, ending. No, nope. it does no, not. No, it does not. <laughs> like, the happiest thing you... is that you can forget what happened. Like, how fucking dark a message is that? Congratulations, Kowalski. Yeah, he, he's the only one that walks away, and then he has his bakery. And I like I have to admit, the silver shell thing was a that was a very doctor esque moment. I'm sorry, I don't yeah. mean to keep. I feel like I feel like J.K. Rowling watched too many Doctor Who reruns and then wrote this script. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like an episode of the Doctor. I'm just saying, of Doctor Who. Wow, when you but, when, um, yeah, when you contextualize it with like the darkness and the monsters, yeah, that, that kind of that comparison does. Right, <laughs> it, it is. It's it's right there, the and I don't that, even mean yeah. from like a literal like Newt is just very very fey and and very like. No, it's the tone of it. In, it's the tone of it overall. Match. Yeah, it's closer to a Doctor Who episode than anything I can think of. Really. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it uh, just goes yeah, there. It's even it's even darker than most Doctor Who episodes. Exactly. Um. <laughs> yeah, until you like really think about things, but I th- I think that's his thing. So let's go ahead and roll this one out and say it. Uh, scores. Um, first up, Trevor. I was going into this with a seven, actually. Um, I really enjoyed, like, I'll just, I guess, repeat myself, the uh, seeing J.K. Rowling's imagination on display again and all the whimsy of it. Um, after our conversation, though, I, I guess it's coming down to more like a six for me. I'm going to go middle of the road on this one and let myself have a 6.5. I'm going to, I'm going to that um, oh don't don't let me convince you i know you were a hard seven at the beginning and i i was the negative nancy here. well eh, the more like i've thought about it and everything and the fact that i would rather go see um because this is the first time i've seen like a harry potter movie without my family and i was going to go see it a second time with them but i really just don't want to sit through it again i'd rather sit through <laughs> doctor strange a second time than sit through this like and i think that's i wish i could about undo sitting through it, it is but, uh, I wish I could undo sitting through it at all, but that's another news discussion. Yeah. Oh, it damn. does make me uh, hopeful, though, still, uh, for the rest of this franchise and where it's going. Uh, I think Jack and I were kind of talking about before, it does feel like a movie made by committee, and the fact that it had to be Fantastic Beasts in the first place and the marketing of that is kind of why this movie felt like it had so much to do and just, you know, a plot that could have been a lot more simple and a lot more well-paced and delivered kind of got lost in there. So uh, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna settle on a six point five and I'm hopeful for what's next after this because I have no idea what's coming after this like where they're gonna go from here. 
So, six point five. Yeah, Peter. I am also going to give this movie a six point five. Like, like as as we as we talked about before, uh, like. JK J- 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 Rowling is really really good at human interaction and, I, and and for and for me and for me like that like that those were the kind of moments when when I when I felt like this movie really shined for me like like Kowalski and Queenie every scene with the two of them I loved like I have like having 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 Kowalski obliviated at the end and like and and like that 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 last little kiss I mean I mean granted before Kowalski has has his bake has his bakery and she shows up like like that that last kiss was like heartbreaking for me um the the, the, the interaction between between Kowalski and Newt when when they were when they were in the TARDIS and he, and he was showing all of the animals and like how, like how to, <laughs> how to feed how to yeah I'm, I'm going with it we, we've said it like two three times now it's, it's stuck um how to, how to care how to care for all the animals like just like just like just showing them and like and the and the, and the imagination of all of that was was really was really cool but it's but i still got to go back to how to how they were there were some parts of this film that just felt just 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 jointed a little janky and 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 wondering where it was going and wondering like what exactly is happening but Again, like Trevor, I am I, I am curious and hopeful for, for where the next four films are going to go because I hope that because I hope that they t- because I hope that they take all of like this deeply embedded dark shit and like actually explore it and like show it off instead 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 of instead of instead of having to cover it in whimsy. Hmm, that's interesting. I hadn't uh, hadn't thought about that, Sarah. Uh, you're not going to believe this, but I'm actually also going with a six point five. I'm sorry. Oh I started a trend. I'm sorry, no, Jack. The math is going to be you hard. Didn't it, you didn't start I a trend. I was set on that anyway. I'm going to kill you, Trevor. <laughs> I was. I, uh, I brought it Don't up. Don't ask bit. me first. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I brought it up a little bit from a six after our discussion because, um, and I'm just being reminded of all of the really dark things that happened in the movie. Like, that was. I think it was good for this universe. I'm glad they went there for it. Yeah. And there's like, you know, it's like, yeah, we love magic. Magic is great, but not all of the magical community is great. There's a big darkness there, just like there is in the muggle, nomad, whatever you want to call it, non-magical community. And uh, I think they did a really good job of it. Again, the pacing made it choppy and hard to follow. And, you know, it would have been a lot better with maybe fewer things in it. But, um, yeah, I, I hope they continue to explore that darkness in the coming films. Oh, fine. I'll give it my original score. I, like, after you did that, I was like, I need to take my score down to get everyone off the things. I give it a 4.5. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> no, I was always there. I was debating going to a 4. I was a 4.5 at the beginning. Yeah, I saw you um, change it just now. Yeah. Well, no, I I was changing it to four. I it was always a four point five. Asked Trevor. I literally told him before we did this cast. You said a three or a four, actually. Yeah. Ah. So. Uh. so yeah. Well, I came up. I actually came up. I came up to a four point five. Um, and I think that's not to do with you guys convincing me so much as I was looking through back through uh, movies that I've scored before, and mm. uh, oh. it'd be hypocritical in comparison to some things that I've scored at a four. Um, but <laughs> I I don't I I like. I like this universe. I like how it works. I like the things, and I think there's some good things happening. Uh, for me, the tone is all over the fucking place. You can't play, you know, 
sexy you can't play sexy rhino hopotamus rape jokes next to child abuse you just can't do it it doesn't work and the plot line and and i think the plot actually works from like a from like a written standpoint but it is it just ping pongs all over the fucking place like it's crazy it's literally out of this world and none of it really makes sense or flows well together and the structure is that and that's the thing is like there's things happening on levels that work like the characters are fine you know it's depressing and and as much as i like depressing things and that things it's got some good messages built in there but the execution is just piss poor it is a piss poor movie and i do not recommend it well damn sorry i i don't think i don't think i came across that harsh in the thing i do think it is i i do think like it's just it's it's from a from my point of view just from an execution on the movie side of it it does not it's not very effective and i think that um it left me like i the next day i was like what the fuck was that what the fuck was that what the fuck was that like and I think that's the thing is like it is a four point five it's almost a five, it's almost okay on my book but I still wouldn't like if I asked people it's like oh should I go see Fantastic Beasts I'm like nah, I don't know dude <laughs> I think that's and that's and that's what a four point five is it's just outside of a Jack recommendation to go see it. All right and the overall for the Movie Gang podcast is a six which like most things I usually figure our overall is uh pretty good <laughs> yeah that feels about right uh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah. I, apparently I'm just negative fucking Nancy here. I mean, this I is the kind of thing from. that might say like you should watch it if it comes out on Netflix, but I wouldn't. Oh yeah, you know, go to the movies for it. Absolutely, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not like it's, it's not like ne- it's not necessarily re- like required viewing at this very moment. Go out and see it today. This is a very bored on the couch Netflix movie by my standards. Yeah, <laughs> sounds terrible. <laughs> All right. For next week, we're going to be doing uh, a bet, and this is going to be... I've not come up with anything interesting recently, but I've been enjoying these. How have you guys felt about the uh, box office bets? Fine. I mean, to be honest, I sort of end up just pulling a number out of my ass because I don't pay attention to this kind of thing on a regular basis. So do I, actually. I I love you, Sarah. Uh, I don't think... Oh, my God. What? (laughs) Nothing. You... <laughs> Should I not have said that on the cast? Oh, uh, nothing. Just, just let it go. <laughs> you can edit that. Come out. on, Jack. You're gonna have clearly. To we actually, don't have any credibility. We're the oh, movie game. Mona fun. This week, what are you guys bets for Mona box office take for Demi- uh, For the record, let's though, say- I do tend to win a lot of these. <laughs> Sarah. You just, uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just made Jack so much more depressed. I just made, made it so much worse. What did you Everyone do? just fucking text me your Mona bets already. All right. I messaged it to you. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. Yay. Working on it. Something else we I wanted to mention about this movie we didn't talk about was uh, Ron Perlman's brief appearance as a goblin and that whole speakeasy scene. Like, that was, uh, that was something. Oh, I'd- I wanted more of that, actually. <laughs> like you wanted more of a uh, of a house elf metaphor for African American people in the twenties. Okay, no, I just wanted more speech. That was that was messed up, Peter. I'm just saying, like no, that was no, not. No, no, I don't no, know no, if it no, was no, necessarily no. bad. I just thought it was. Oh no, it was oh, no, tr- oh, no like, trust wow. me. That, no, trust me. That connection was was not at all lost upon me. I just wanted more speakeasy because it was like because I don't know like the vibe and, and, the, and, the, and the music it was it was, it was it was really cool to like to be to be in a setting where it's like we're just listening to this music and it's not I like i love the music james yeah. newton howard did a great job on this score Such a good that job. needs to be said I, I forgot to bring that up i don't know if you'd agree sarah but i, I really like him 
He was he was good. I th- there wasn't anything, you know, particularly special that I pulled out of it, but that that song was good and I might just it was, like jazz it, too. It fit the universe well. That's true. <laughs> jazz is very nice. I do like jazz too. It was oh, it did uh, have the same sorry. tone problem as everything else though. Yeah. Like they'd switch Alrighty. between that. And, yeah, go ahead, Jack. All right, we're ready. So, coming up through the ranks, Peter is at 65 million for their opening weekend. Sarah's at 90 million. I'm at 100 million, and Trevor is at 130 million. Those are the bets for next week. Um, but, yeah, you're the high bet. Damn it, again? <laughs> you need to stop being so I mean, I, damn we could, I could be brutally wrong. It's a Disney well, film, guys. It's a Disney animated film. Everyone's but it's also go. November. Yeah, it's November, and there's a lot of things for kids to do, and it's Thanksgiving weekend, and yeah. I mean, All I mean, right. gra- I mean, granted, because it's Thanksgiving weekend, like, like people people want to do stuff with their families. So, gra- so granted, you could like, you you could be like way closer than I am with 65 million because they'll be like, let's do shit with family. Oh, Moana's in theaters. Let's go see that today. So, I mean, I, like, you could totally be right, but you know. But this one, for me, this one has a weird vibe, and I don't know how to like. Like, like if it was like a castle kind of like, like, and I hate to say this sounds racist, but if it was like more of a white traditional Disney Actually, movie. Jack, that's exactly what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. I, just didn't I, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't if, mean if, it from like a it, mean, but no, it's outside it was, of their box. It's Disney doing a legend that's not Western like Grimm's again. Exactly. If, if, yeah. if, it, if, 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 it, if it was Beauty and the Beast, but like right now instead of, instead of in 2017, basically. No, I think that's the point. Is like Mona is going to be infinitely superior to the live action Beauty and the Beast, but Beauty and the Beast is so going to do better because, because you're going to get everyone do. out there. Well, that nostalgia is a different reason, but it's still. I do still think it's a more you know it's like well, it's not quality. accessible with Emma. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. I think Dwayne the Rock Johnson is a bigger star than Emma Watson. Oh, I I'm forgot sorry. it was Dwayne. I'm sorry, I forgot who the Beast was. But. <laughs> I did. Wait, 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 wait. The two of them. No, 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 no. He's no. The Beast isn't Dwayne, dude. Oh, is he the Huntsman? I don't, I know nothing. I no, know no, nothing. no, 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 he's in Mona. Evans is He does little asides no. about Polynesian culture no. in Mona. <laughs> oh, okay. so, oh, right. Okay, right. That's who you're sorry, about. sorry. You talk. Sorry, you, you, you racist. You brought, sorry, All right, we need to close brought, this one up. Huh? You, you brought you brought up you brought up Beauty and the Beast in the same sentence. So I, I I knew I know I know I know he's playing Maui and Moana, but you brought up Beauty and the Beast in the same sentence that I got confused. I did as well. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. God, Trevor. you're a dick. <laughs> He's being really a dick with me on this one. We need to, we need to wrap this up. Oh, I, we need to wrap God. it up so you can go watch the fucking shows for Animania. This is why I'm angry at you. <laughs> also, um, one out. more thing about Moana, why it may not do as great as the Republicans will be boycotting it because the music was composed by the composer for Hamilton. Oh, oh after they, the Pence thing? Are there Republicans? Is, they're gonna, but that's going to happen? Oh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of people boycotting Hamilton now because of Mike their Pence. speech oh, against Mike Pence. Mike see it and shit went yeah. down, which really yeah. wasn't that dramatic, but, you know. I know. But they were they're, actually pretty nice, but it was pretty brutal. I it was, was the like, audience was like that booted <laughs> Yeah. Mike Pence went to, uh, Mike Pence went to uh, Hamilton, and uh, they he got booed, and then the cast called him out and gave a speech to him pretty much on stage. For their curtain call, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah. I I have to admit I disagree with a little bit because like if I pay money to go see a play and let's be honest you paid a lot of money to go fucking see Hamilton. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I I would. <sighs> but it's Hamilton. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is ironic that Mike Pence wanted to go see Hamilton. <laughs> I mean, I'm impressed that he went to go see it, but I mean, it's Hamilton. You can't like it doesn't 
it doesn't i don't know jack you're the one who's seen it but um oh yeah no like, it's, it's it doesn't brutal. really concern itself it with be, rules does it i mean it would be it would it would be brutally ironic because <laughs> the republicans are pretty much you know because thomas jefferson is like the forerunner of that part of the party and he is not uh well, I mean, he's not a villain per se. I mean, he's he's part of like the American Revolution, but it is kind of like Hamilton versus Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Thomas yes. Jefferson Ooh. being the Republican and his raps are not as good as Hamilton's. <laughs> <laughs> <Just saying. laughs> uh, it's really good, but who still, loses I the know. rap battle? Yeah. Uh, well, it depends. Um, you know, they, Epic they rap. have to compromise. That's Epic the battles of history. Mm-hmm. It's in the room where it happens. The room where it happens. Uh huh. Okay, <laughs> what do you want to talk about, Peter? Okay, cool. No, all right, yeah. So this week, let me. I gotta announce him as the winner, Trevor. I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just gonna yeah, leave. You should feel. You should feel pretty attacked. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you so much. I'm so sorry. All right. This week we, we said what would the opening weekend for the domestic feasts and where to find fantastic domestic feasts. <laughs> 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 Okay. I'm I'm hosting now. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna. Okay, go go, Trevor. Okay, so that's last week for the opening domestic box office take for Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Uh, Jack uh, came in at 120 million. I took the inadvisably optimistic bet of 200 million. Jenna, who is uh, not with us, uh, 104 million. Ben, 85. Peter, 70, and it pulled in 75 million. So Whoa. Peter is actually very close to the estimate, and Peter, you have earned the right to plug all You're our shit that, and dude. close out the podcast and Yay! talk about whatever you like. So <laughs> go for great. it. I don't have to talk. I do <laughs> actually. Can I, Peter? I want to cut you off for just one moment and just mention, um, just that. Did anyone else notice that this came in? This is really underperformed. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's kind of an issue, and I, th- I did want to bring it up just like right here at the end, and I wanted to bring it up at some point in the podcast, but this did seriously underperform, yeah. um, which is funny because it's still at number one this weekend, but it was overall the whole weekend underperformed like nuts. Is it doing well internationally? I can tell you in two seconds. I think um, I think I think internationally it's like kind of kicking ass after all. Well, they all they all make up movie. I mean internationally is why these movies are fine now, but it's still 143 million. So t- worldwide is 218 million. Um, and woof. Um, let's see series JK. Oh, I see. Oh, it's rank nine. So in terms of franchise, it's rank nine in the JK Rowling wizarding world. Mm. So it is wow. the last place of the all the Harry Potters currently. Wow. Because every so. here's the thing, um, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix made 77 million opening weekend. This made 75 million opening weekend. Yeah, it is the worst opening weekend of any Harry Potter movie. Oh damn! So yeah, that's. I mean, it's not, and it's not. It's underperforming. It's underperforming the original Harry Potters. The Deathly Hallows and the Deathly Hallows Part Two were 125 million and 169 million. After the movie audience had been built up a lot over time, right? Yeah. Correct. I mean, correct. Well, yeah. This is like we got a Harry Potter every year for like yeah. seven fucking years. Right. Like it was just it became an experience, and they were consistent. And I don't think they, they, they it wasn't every other year, but it was. I don't remember what it was. Sorcerer's Stone was the ninety million, and then the lowest beforehand was um, 
Order of the Phoenix and Half Blood Prince, which both pulled in seventy seven million apiece, and this pulled mm-hmm. in seventy five. So I guess it's close to uh, it's really close to those two movies, I guess. So mm-hmm. it's maybe not like mm-hmm. massively underperforming. But it definitely was it definitely everyone was forecasting hundred and twenty nine million or box office mojo was. Mm-hmm. All right. Peter, go. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> oh no, you're fine. No, that was that's a good point. Um so I don't know if any of us will make any kind of podcast about it, and I and I hope to write up something to further elaborate how I feel about it. But I but I wanted to talk about Moonlight because I think this movie is amazing, and y'all need to and y'all people need to go see it. Um, Moonlight uh, Moonlight is, is is an American drama that chronicles the life of of of, uh, of Chiron, a young black man at different points in his life, uh, at childhood, as a teenager, and and and, and as an adult. Uh, it's written and directed by Barry Jenkins, based on an unproduced play. Um, and it deals with and it deals with Chiron, with, Ch- with Chiron, Chiron. I keep mispronouncing his name. Chiron struggling uh, with, fi- with finding finding his way as a black as a black man through things like masculinity and purpose and family and sex and, sexu- and sexuality. Um, it it was it was it was it was, rele- it was released earlier this year. Very a very 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 limited run, but um, but, but it has recently early early this month. Uh, I, I, I believe I believe now I believe now 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 wide release. So so it is at least easier to find somewhere near you to see it. Maybe hopefully um like 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 i said i hope to write up something to further to like further elaborate you know like 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 my thoughts and my feeling my feelings on this film but essentially for essentially for me although i couldn't connect with all or even most of the content of moonlight there was a part of me that saw myself in each chapter of this film like for, for, for me as a gay black man i was emotionally invested in each chapter of this film in such a way that i can't necessarily describe right now like like off the cuff like because because apart because apart from a show called uh noah's ark i forget how many seasons it ran um i, I think I, I think it, i think it was a show that was that was on it was on like, like during the late 2000s i probably i'm probably wrong and for those who know for those who know the show better than i am i'm very sorry but i but i can't say that there are many times when I saw when I could say that at least partially I saw myself on screen like whether it was television or a film in this way it was refreshing it was painful it was heartbreaking it was heartwarming it was intense and and for and for me for me this is a very important film whether 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 you are gay, straight, lesbian, whoever, whether you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, whatever, um, I feel that you should go see this movie because because it, it's it's one it's one it's one of those gems that that even that that even if you aren't necessarily the quote unquote target audience, it is I think an interesting kind of doorway. An interesting lead-in into in, into into seeing the, into seeing this part of people this part of people's lives that you don't normally see, much less hear or read about or ha- or ha- or have it talked about around you in your vicinity. So, Moonlight from Barry from Barry Jenkins, go see this movie. Seriously, I thought it was amazing. Um, so, you have been listening to the Movie Gang Podcast, part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network. You can find us at TuscanShed.com, where you can find this and our other podcasts. We have Save Point Gamecast, where we talk about video games and nerdy things in that realm. Animania, where, as you can probably guess, the topic of the day is anime shows and films. 
we have oh, we also have Geek Space Nine, where a few of us have been watching the Star Trek television series Deep Space Nine for the first time, and we discuss it. And finally, we have a Feast for Bros, where we watch episodes of Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones when they first air on HBO, and then talk about them. Currently on hiatus, yes, but it'll start back up once season seven premieres in 2017. You can listen to us wherever you can, uh, be it iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever. Uh, also, 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 please contribute to our Patreon for the price of a cup of coffee. You can you can basically help us continue to create this wonderful content for you because you love us so much and you want us to. Uh, also, give us a rating and a review uh, so we can reach more people because that because that also really helps. So, thank you. For, so, once again, thank you for listening to We Became Podcast with myself, Jack, Sarah, Ben, who left us, and Trevor. And we hope you enjoyed listening, and we will see you next time. Bye.